Awesome date. December 7th, 2009. Awesome topic. Revenge is the best dish served awesomely. This is the Awesome Cast. more to the awesome cast. I'm Basil. I'm Esther. And I'm Doug. The subject matter that we'll be talking about on this podcast may not be suitable for males who are insecure in themselves. So I hope you're very secure. Seatbelts required. Anyways, we are here back in the echo chamber. Echo! Echo! It's very echoey. If you see, you hear any Low buzzing, it's the heater in here to keep us not from freezing to death. It's very important, so you'll just have to deal. (laughs) We have been gone for a few weeks. Holidays happened. My shoulder happened. Snow happened. Tell me about your shoulder, Basil. Yes, on Black Friday. As I posted before, being a prophet of the Word of Awesome, it's a hard job. There are very many perils, dangerous situations. Moe fans, Gonzo fans. And they can be dangerous. And fighting them over a millennia, unfortunately, sometimes will take their tolls. It just how to be my right shoulder's rotator cuff. But that's okay. I have seen doctors. I have been, give, I have been under treatments. I have become stronger. Better. More basil. More basil. <laughs> and didn't you also get like a sleep thing? Yes, it turns out I have sleep apnea. Yes. My, my breathing has you know, been so great and labored through all these exciting adventures that you never heard about. Like the one time I had to fight the one-armed man. Oh, I remember that time. It was on a skyscraper rooftop. And he had rooftop one arm, and then he had a sword for his other arm. It was dangerous. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say. But... That's okay. They've equipped me with what's known as a BiPAP machine. It's like a CPAP. Only more awesome. More awesome because it's bi. Think about that. (laughs) What? It's bi. It means um, positive, like, double-layered passage. Oh. It can actually shoot air through me at two different pressures as opposed to one. Oh. Which is what a CPAP does. It doesn't swing both ways. Okay. Well, it could swing both ways. I mean... It's possible. Is it genderless? Now, now, Basil, I don't know about you shoving something that swings in multiple directions down your throat. This does not sound like a good course of action. Or does it? Ooh. Hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we're back. We're better than ever. Yes! And so we're here to talk about things to you. And to talk about the things, I drug in yet another from the awesome reserves that you have never heard of, but may possibly do so in the future. Esther. Hello! She is one of our cosplay friends. Sewing 
fiend. Cosplaying guru. She keeps wolves for pets? Yes. Only one now. And, you know, is... And sometimes if we need to talk about Sojo manga, Kevin and Lee just aren't girly enough for the job. They try. They, they really do. do. They, really, they really try, but... So that's when I bring in the heavy hitters. The ones that don't need silicone boobs. That's right. Just occasionally the accented use of water balloons. Oh, man, yes, water balloons. I was actually really sad that my water balloon experiment failed and I did not have adequate boobage at Dragon Con. This is why Nerf balls are always the most I, effective. You know, I, 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 I should have followed your advice and taken the Nerf balls, but I just sat there thinking, no, I'll just fill up some water balloons and stuff them down abroad. It'll be awesome. Uh, not so awesome. Not so awesome. They're really cold. Unlike water balls, they just don't heat up very well. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks to this more feminine orient, you know, Arrangement. You call me a girl. Or am I? No, this isn't an or am I situation. <laughs> this is. Or am I? Careful now. She is knitting me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> or is it? Uh, go on. Just go on. We shall move on into the world of awesome. There's a book out in Japan. Been released. I got this from a can dogs. A wonderful blog for some of the crazier parts of Japanese fandom culture. The book is called I Can Do It Myself, Beginner's Guide to Anane, or A-N-A-N-I-E, however you pronounce that, for guys. You see, on N-A, N-E-A, or whatever, it means masturbation in German, and the term is commonly used in Japanese. Anna Nie means anal version. So this is a book designed for otaku males, more or less, to um, finger themselves. Oh my um, god! Wait a minute. So it's anal masturbation? What? Yes. What? Chapter one, before we start. <laughs> Chapter two, the first step. Chapter three, the mechanics behind all this. Chapter 4, let's try using some tools. So this is like a magazine published in Japan teaching them how to have butt sex with themselves? Yes. I hope fu- Chapter 5, try <laughs> orgasm. Chapter 6, try different things after you're used to it. And what? chapter 7, we can do it with two people too. Oh my god. Oh my god. It contains explanations on the prostate. There are comics and detailed illustrations also included. You know, they're probably better illustrations than you find in a biology book. Just I thinking know. about it. Well, the, the problem with the illustrations you find in a biology book is that they generally tend to be overly clinical, and so that tends to not be helpful to the layman. Um, more importantly, there was um, an advanced book. There's an, an advanced, advanced version. Oh, my God! Why so, are they doing this? So Vaseline and a finger? The, um, the advanced version um, actually got onto number three on the Amazon bestseller rankings. In and what country? In Japan. Okay. Um, that's the overall book rankings, too. It was actually um, ranked number one in the um, Takaban book sales. What? Holy Why? moly. <laughs> Why, Japan? Why are you doing what this? What this means... And, you know, in most otaku culture, they... they they tend to, um, you know, reject real girls for the 2D, right. for the anime girls. Now they so can now, reject real boys, too? 
Well, now, now they literally are. They literally are now, instead of going out and get girls, they're staying around at home with their thumbs up their asses. Oh, God. As if they need to be less productive. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Wow. wow. Yep, yep, yep. On the plus side, uh, Ponyo is going to, is uh, nominated for a Golden Globe. Oh, good. oh sweet! It, it, it deserved to be. It really did. Um, you know, the only problem I had with Ponyo was the ending th- ending song. The rest was fine. The ending song was actually only really bad in English. Though. Yeah, in the like English the, version. The, the Japanese version was fine. I don't. I don't know. I kind of liked the English version, uh, yeah, but probably for the entire reason why you disliked it. Probably. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the voice casting was absolutely brilliant, and like the opening theme done, in, you know, everything else was done beautifully. But when it got to the ending credits and in English, and I look, listened to it, I'm just like, ah! Look, you could tell that through the whole movie, they were like, okay, we'll do this clean, we'll do this straight, do it properly, we'll do it properly. Okay, it's the ending. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's screw it up. Let's go on. Let's do it. And then they did it. They did. Like, it, it, we should be thankful that they waited to the very end to get away with it. I have to say, I, I think we were always planning on doing a Ponyo podcast, but we never got around to it, so I just want to go ahead and take this opportunity to say that I thought Liam Neeson did an amazing job as Fujimoto. Oh, heck yes! Like, he, his, his interpretation of the character was somewhat different from the Japanese interpretation, because the Japanese character basically just grunted a lot. Right. And, you know, occasionally said a few words here and there, you know, to kind of give the eccentric hermit vibe to the character. But but Liam Neeson, like, totally speed racered it up, and it was brilliant. I like the way that not only did he manage to like, make what he was trying to say and what to get across in English work, but the expressions that you hear in the voice match what the expressions oh, yeah. of the character so made. So well. And they, I think it has a pretty good, it has a decent chance, at least as good a chance for the Oscars. There are some stuff like Nine, Coraline, Fantastic uh, Mr. Fox. I have to say, Coraline was really good, but I still kind of like Ponyo better. I, I'm, I'm a big Coraline fan, so it's really tough for me to try and say which one is going to be, which one I think deserves it more between Ponyo and Coraline. Well, just looking on the actor uh, aspects of it, I think the voice acting for Ponyo was actually better than for Coraline, even though Coraline was, was, it really was superb. It really was. Like, it was really top-notch. Nine does not deserve to be on there. No. That's okay. It also has, um, out of the chipmunks, the squeakquel. What? nominated. Now, sadly, Astro Boy wasn't, but out of the chipmunks got in. Have you actually seen Astro Boy yet, Basil? No, no one has. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I've also have seen, not seen Elvin the Chipmunks, and I'm pretty sure that I'll enjoy Astro Boy more than Elvin the Chipmunks. I can almost guarantee that, and I don't even like Astro Boy. You know, I've actually seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I want to give my review that I have to say, without sounding too trite or dumb, or like I contrived this, but it really is fantastic. And is it really? Yeah, I don't mean that, I don't mean, when I say fantastic, I don't mean it in the way that oh man, this is so great, this is so awesome, you should go watch it. I mean, it's fantastic in that it really inspires fantasy. Like, it's a it's a very good little trip into kind of like a ch- a more childish mindset. You know, the way the character, with the way the animal people and human people both at the same time talk like they don't understand each other and talk like they do understand each other. Uh, it's... Does it give the same type of feeling for... Stretching the imagination like Alice in Wonderland does. A little bit, yeah. 
Well, what do you mean by Alice in Wonderland? You mean this modern I mean, like, thing that they're doing? No, I mean like the original book. Yes, yes, it does. It's very similar to the original original book, where it's very obviously a children's story. But if you walk into it going, "This is a children's story," you find that it has a lot of actually really great things. Like the characterization of all the characters is. It's really phenomenal for what you see for movies these days. Like the characters are not two-dimensional characters; they're really in, they're really depth. It's just that the story is just kind of like, kind of childish. On yeah, that it's just kind of like a childish little. This is what the, the animals that live in the forest are doing. You know. Uh, now, a movie I think could have been on this list, just because you know it's live action, but used enough CG, I think you get away with it. <laughs> is Ninja Assassin. <laughs> Which, if you have not seen this film yet... Which I haven't. You should. As it is a ninja who is an assassin who assassinates ninjas. So he's a traitor ninja. Yes. But he's also a ninja assassin while also being a ninja that was an assassin. Oh my gosh, my head hurts. Why don't they make a movie called Pirate Thief? Look, this is... Look, (laughs) this... The name is multi-layered and deep. Just like this movie is, there are very it's very intricate, and throughout it there are meetings and subtext and texts that go around the subtext. It's, it's good stuff. Good good stuff. It's also very bloody and violent. You also get you know like you know guys who get lopped off at the knees, and then you watch them skid down onto their stumps. So blood flows behind. It's good. So if that sounds awesome to you, you should go see it. I mean, definitely, the Wachowski uh, siblings much, once again has you know pioneered brand new techniques into CG use in films. Just in this case, it's goofy fake ass blood. You know, it, it's true. The Delstrat's right. The cornstarch blood is great. The CG blood now is just as good. They have raised that bar. They've raised the crappy blood bar. Yes. Wow. Hey, this is a film that was co-written by um, the dude who makes Babylon 5, Michael J. Straczynski. He co-wrote it. Fair enough. Well, so. Straczynski wrote it, it might actually have a good plot, but I have a feeling... No, no. Well, it is amazing. I mean, in, in the end, you do get, like, you know, British SAS versus ninjas, and it works out pretty well depending on, it really, on light, lighting conditions. During the day, soldiers can be ninjas. During the night, ninjas can be soldiers. No problem. But it does reveal a brand new serious threat to the ninja race, which is cars. You know, if pirates can learn to drive cars, they will defeat the ninjas. Oh, yeah. Like, no, no questions asked. They will, they'll totally defeat the ninja menace. Well, you know, now that they are making cars that um, are pretty much driven by game controllers like they are actually now making them uh, pretty soon they're going to be close enough to the pirate no wheel that <laughs> they'll be able to drive the cars and they will take out I the know, ninjas. steering wheel is pretty close to the pirate it's true yeah, but that has little... foot pedals that's the problem <laughs> yeah they have pirates don't know how to use their feet only their their hands only their hands whereas you know with the, with the remote control new cars that are starting to come out um, oh, yeah. they don't have to use their feet so so there we go. That's sort of a combined world of awesome and a moment of awesome. Nice. As we shall now move on straight into our actual topic of conversation. 
a wonderful, wonderful shoujo manga and anime series. It's called. It's by Yoshiki Nakamura, and it is called Skip Beat. God, I, I hated her so much. In the first like, bit, like I was watching it, and I almost stopped watching this show before it ha- before the event occurred. Because I'm like, all right, I'm gonna finish this, but really, you need to do something. Oh God, this is like, dumb. You just, just want to smack stupid. her upside the head the first bit because she's going, it's, oh, it's my prince charming. It's very, it's every single bad shoujo cliche you could possibly have all rolled, rolled up, up into one, one character. And then she discovers who he actually is and what he actually is planning for her. She got hit upside the head with a clue by four. Well, didn't, like, he was pretty awful to her. Oh, he, he was, was horrible. He was, he was awful to her. Like, you, you actually, like, I felt really bad. Like, she actually really is a, a character that you can, when you really look at her backstory, you can sort of see how it all added up to this, that she was putting her hopes and dreams in one guy and she was setting herself up for a, you know, to be one of those women that he beats me because he loves me types, but she grew a backbone and it became awesome. It did. It became like a backbone of steel. <laughs> but yeah, you, you can really see how she did get set up to be like in this totally victimized situation. Like, and it was just like a spiral. She was like, I like this boy. He's the only person who gets me, who loves me and likes me. But at the same time, because she's always hanging out with him, all the other girls are sitting there going, she's hanging out with that cute boy. We hate her. Well, I mean, it starts off pretty much with, you know, her backstory starts off with... with her as being Kyoko. It, yes. Her being Kyoko. Sorry. Uh, Kyoko, her mother just cannot stand her pretty much uh, she can't do her well enough a terrible for her. person and um, her mother's pretty much loved her in the care of these innkeepers where they have a son who is going to inherit the family business and that's her friend and she's his him being the most awesome you know cutest little boy or whatever 
and aspires to be this great actor. Well, when he decides to run away from home to go and be this great actor, he goes, hey, I can take you with me. And you can be, you know, pretty much my little slave the entire time. But phrases it like his girlfriend, but not quite. Right. And then, of course, she's like, okay, I'll do anything for you. Because... Naturally, he's been there the entire time that she's been growing up at this inn. His name's Sho. Sho Fua. Badass. Fua. Well, it's actually Sho Taro. Yeah, Sho Taro. And I believe really, he's a really badass at being a bastard. Yes. He, he, is, he is kind of, he's attractive in that sexy, cool way, but he's just such a bastard that you can't... You can't see him as anything but, like, a laughing, maniacal bastard. That you know he is. Well, the trick is just, like, she's got her two sides. Her side initially that was, like, you know, all shoujo-y and... Kelly and... And then you see her, like, demonic, you know, Pandora... Pandora's box opened. I'll take her vent. Anyway, I can. Fuck that guy. Even if I have to wear chicken costume. You know, he's also got his two sides, which is, you know, the maniacal bastard. (laughs) Haha, I am so pretty. And then him really wanting just to be loved, you know, by the world. Yeah. Unfortunately, his standards are just too high. Yeah. He wants to be number one. And, you know, there is, there is like, he's almost like the Darian of the series. Kind of, but at least Darian had uh, redeeming qualities in the No, 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 no. Not, not, uh, not Shitaro. I'm moving on to the other guy. Oh, the other guy. Well, we should point out that the way um, Kyoko decides to take revenge on show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is she's, she decides she's going to become an actress. And she was some sort of badass actress that she's going to overshadow him. And he'll no longer be the rising star. She'll be that star. And he'll have to bow down to her. Which bitch. I find really amusing because um, Shotaro is the rising star in the music industry. And since uh, she can't really sing, she really doesn't know how to act, um, she's not necessarily pretty enough to be a supermodel, uh, she ends up just going into show business as, eh, I can try this. But she uh, decides to choose, like, there are two major people, mm-hmm. or corporations, that are two agencies that are, one's shows and the show's agency's rival and she decides to go join the rival team I mean it and makes that's, that's where she meets Ren who yes who is their up and coming rising actor he is actually the number one pretty much at that time yeah he yeah. is he is the number one actor um he's the number one model I mean he's just like that perfect star that Shotaro just really hates because he's better or he thinks he's better than them. The thing is, he really is a nice guy. Like, he's got his, his problems, but all his problems are like he's... He does, is distant and kind of a... incompetent puppy when it comes to actual feelings. In fact, he... It's kind of implied that he learned how to act because he didn't actually know... <gasps> Ren's an interesting butterfly. I mean, they all are interesting butterflies. That's what makes the series really neat is because you think that they're these cardboard cutouts, but they're actually, in, every, in many ways, they're all... They're, they're very deep. The re- reverse takes on what you do. They're, they're inverting a lot of what you think are normal shoujo tropes in on themselves. 
For example, you have uh, Rin, who is the rising star, the absolute most gorgeous guy that you can possibly imagine. Um, he's the one that you just wish you could be in a love scene with him because he just portrays these emotions so very well. But once he gets into real life, he has no clue whatsoever. Because he only knows how to act. He doesn't know how to actually... Be himself. Yeah. But, uh, well, one of the things that the show does do, though, uh, and probably somebody who is really into the acting scene would probably know a lot better than I do, but, like, they really, they don't call it method acting, but, like, they, at various times, like, really, you know, they basically go, Ren is, like, a method actor, he, and he's such a great method actor that he inadvertently makes his female leads actually act out. It's pretty much he's making them do what he's wanting them to do. Yeah, he, he like, force method acts. Right. Yeah. Like, his, his acting aura is so powerful that they can't help but to respond to it in kind. Oddly enough, yeah. they don't put it in the Dragon Ball Z kind of way, but that is pretty much what it is. Well, actually, they do kind of put it in the Dragon Ball Z. There's many situations where you see, like, their rising aura of acting. <laughs> It's true. It's there. It is kind of there. Okay, I'll admit that. Many times it's usually Kyoko like burning with such anger and rage that that's actually the aura that she then transforms into acting and becomes amazing at it. And of course, uh, Kyoko, even outside of the acting, her auras just seem to be so strong that when she's thinking evil or malicious thoughts at people, her evil spirits will come out and go and... Either you know, try to strangle them, hold them down so that they can't move until they do what she wants, or caress them really creepily. <laughs> There's like, a lot of creepy caressing, like, and it's and it's not like they meant it to be romantic and just it came out creepy. No, no this was this supposed just to be creepy. <laughs> I was like, there really is no way that you could imagine there, this. There's in. a Phrase that I forget the exact wording of the phrase, but it follows something along the lines of "Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned," and that's that's Yoko. this show. It is, it is, and that at the same time that you have all this hate and fury and rage that you know penetrates throughout the entire story, and not only through um, Kyoko because um, Sugura ends up having a couple of issues of his own. Uh, Shotaru has plenty of issues. Um, There does end up seeing... There tends to be a misunderstood love triangle that goes on throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Where, you know, she hates Shotaro. And Shotaro gets off on the hate. Yeah, he does. And he's like, oh man, I'm going to make her... Because if she hates him so much, that means he's still the center guy in her life. Which means he's still the most important person, even if she hates him. And therefore, therefore he's he, number one. Therefore, he's number one, so he wins. <laughs> like it is really messed up. And then you have Ren, who slowly grows to realize that he might have feelings for this underage girl. He has no idea what these feelings are, but they're, they're kind of like the things he's supposed to be acting out in his love scenes. But no, that can't be. And I don't think he's that much older than her. He's not. He's like, I think think he's 21. I think he's 21 and she's like 18. No, she's younger than that. She's like 16. 
somewhere in there. Yeah, because they say it in the manga that she's like 16, 17. And so she's, it's like, it's one, they're one of those couples where they're sitting right on the cusp of where... If it's legal or if it's not. Yeah. 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 Depending on what your state it is, you're in, and in Japan, that would be fine, but... But, you know, you've got... Unfortunately, everybody seems to think that Kyoko came into the acting business just so she could get closer to, uh... Yeah, like, no one quite seems to understand her... Her hate. <laughs> no, Ren does. Ren yes, gets Ren, it. Ren, Ren gets it. But the actual people who are signing up for all these gigs. They don't. don't get it. They think she's just a really, really obsessed fan who wants to become big so that she can be big with. Big with the Shotaro. Th- with Shotaro. Yeah. And she does, and it's interesting how they do it. Because she doesn't have any talent to begin Well, she has talent, but she has no clue how to actually use that talent. Right. And so they. They put her in this brand new group they call the Love Me section. Love me. That is pretty much because she is the president, who is a character in and of himself. Has way too much free time. He shows up in costume for every different story arc. Just because he can. He loves drama. He loves drama. But he loves, like, the fake-ass, like, crazy, like, I'm going to show off drama. The time he came in with the masquerade ball just to drop in on uh, Ren during one of his acting skits was hilarious. Because it just took over the entire area. Yeah. Yeah. Where people actually started joining the ball (laughs) along with him. Anyways, you know, he realizes, oh, hey, you have this unburning hatred you no longer want love. No, no, that, that's not good enough. You gotta learn to love people. People love you. Of course, she's going. Why should I need love? Love caused me to have my heart broken, stepped upon, and I'm now in this rage. Also, the also the trick is the agency that she's joined is called LME. L period M period B M. Um, period E. So love me is sort of a pun on, a pun that. Pun on, pun on that. that. So he dolls her up in a obnoxiously pink pair of uh, like neon pink, like a works jumpsuit. It is a bright pink jumpsuit. There is no getting away from the pink. And makes her go help whoever needs her help, whether she gets to act in a bit part, act in a major role, or scrape gum off the floor. You know, she has to help everyone, and if she gets enough um, credit. In there, she'll actually start landing real roles, which, of course, she eventually does. She meets interesting people. She starts climbing the ladder to do what she wants to do. Well, what I find really entertaining is uh, her first role that she actually gets to be herself, other than being in the chicken costume, Mm -hmm. happens to be a role of hate. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. But she can't just use her own hate. She has to actually... She actually has to discover the character's version of hate. Hate, yeah. Like, and that's it. Because she actually is also... She's naturally good at the whole method acting thing. Yes. Like, so, and, and Rin picks up on that. That's when they start actually talking to each other. But just watching her figure out, and it does a very good, it does the classic anime thing where they'll take their other experiences that you wouldn't normally consider part what would be used in actual acting and then uses them. Well, I don't know about that, uh, I don't know about that because uh, actually acting seems like the one thing where that is applicable because, you know, like, in most anime, in, like, One Piece or something, Luffy 
suddenly remembers a windmill, and now he's got developed a new attack based off this. Whereas with acting, it really does. Like, if you take any acting classes, they really do sit there and say, now remember a time you felt this way. And... Yeah, and, to, and do it. Well, it reminds me of amateur, like say, like Yakute Japan. Oh yeah, God. Well, he'll take his real life experiences and somehow merge that into cooking. Yes. I mean, like for example, when she made her um, her her rose mm-hmm. out of the uh, vegetable. Oh yes, the uh, yeah, as as her skill, you know, stuff like that that you know they weren't weren't expecting, but actually. That brought it to that, it. That brought it to it. To, yeah. no, brought her to the foreground. Yeah, the part about the rose was um, during the trials to try to get into the acting sector of LME. Um, after reading some dialogue, they had to have a talent that they were showing off. Well, most people were doing singing, sight reading, tap dancing. You know, all the relatively common talent show stuff. Yeah. Well, she comes in with a giant butcher knife. <laughs> and a daikon. And then proceeds to slowly peel away at the daikon to end up becoming this rose out of all the out of the one long peeling. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when she comes out with this knife and this daikon, everyone's looking at her like, you're an idiot. What the heck are you doing? And then by the end of it, they're like, wow, that is really amazing. So they're like, oh, well, we weren't expecting that. Now you've caught our eyes. Yeah. And the trick is, of course, is that, you know... Much like American media, it's very sort of incestuous, where part of being an actor, you have to go to your talk shows, talk about things. You might actually go onto a talk show as a different character. They go, oh, hey, I've seen that person. Oh, I think that person's in that movie. Mm-hmm. Let's go see that movie. And that sort of thing. And so that's why you sh- you'll see her doing all sorts of different kinds of shows. Mm-hmm. Like, Shola, he's a he's a pop idol music star, so he'll also be in things like movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. To promote his music by being an actor in movies, much like you would see, like you know, Master Thespian, uh, Fifty Cent, yep. in yeah. various video games and films. Well, she, you know, she also appears at one point. She appears in shows music video, which which um, is another big acting break for her because that's originally what got their attention for her role in the movie. Exactly, um, where. It ended up being coming uh, quite a bit of a fiasco because after a little while, a couple of people realized that she really does hate him and she might actually kill him <laughs> on the set. But, uh... Oh, it was so, that was so funny when the director... Not director lady, when the manager lady producer was explaining that what she wanted with this music video was for the music video to kind of tell a story. And, you know, it was of an angel falling in love with a devil and... The sister of the angel realizing that it was going to drag uh, her beloved sister down, so she must kill the kill the demon. And which of you two girls wants to be which angel? And she's just immediately like, "I want to kill him." Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "I will do the killing. Just let me do it." And of course, you know, the other girl um, who's in the music video is absolutely in love um, with them. So she was like, "Yay! I get to be, you know, his lover or whatnot." And uh, the great part is, is you can see her acting actually start breaking through because after the uh, about 20 takes of her actually trying to kill him <laughs> in the final scene of this music video, she finally seems to get it as to what the director's wanting. She's wanting to see the angel who loves her sister in the last moments of having to kill this devil becoming a devil herself. And she manages to end up portraying that. And that, in and of itself, helps 
her realize how to start acting, how, what she needs to do to try to learn to get these parts going. Now, this has to be something that is a real credit to the art, to the artist, both both the artists who do the cells for the animation and for the uh, original mangaka, but that a lot of like a, a mediocre artist would not be able to portray this story because so much of this like story and what's going on hinges on and then she suddenly makes this great face. You know, she suddenly makes this expression and everybody's really really moved by this expression. And you know, if if you could, if you couldn't accurately draw that expression, I don't think that this the show would convey half as much as what it does. Well, I think what part of it is is you get so much manga out there that yeah, mm-hmm. it's nice and it's pretty, and you get like the long hair, mm-hmm. you know, shoujins and whatnot. But the fact that you get these aspects that you have the you know the cartoony little drawings of the comical stuff, and then all of a sudden you have this sudden piece. That can't be described to anything else other than an artwork that just, it moves you in the emotion that the, the artist is trying to portray. And I, I do agree. I think that's part of what makes this manga and this anime work so well. Also, Kyoko has a weird thing where much like, <laughs> much like Ren, can, his acting can make other people act in the way that he wants them to act. When Kyoko acts, she fixes other people's problems with their own life and acting. Yes. Like, many times, especially when she's moving up through the ranks, the president of LME will actually put her in situations so that she could fix somebody else. Yes. Yes. Even to the point of his own granddaughter. Yeah. Now, by the act of her fixing them, she's actually helping herself. She's making through a breakthrough in her own acting and personal life and helping this other person also make their own breakthroughs in life and acting. It's wonderful. It is. Uh, through her stumbling around, trying through to... Through her l- hate. Through her hate through and the- her stumbling around, not knowing what the heck she's doing, she manages to uh, help people, not realizing that she's helping them, and make things better overall. You still see the struggle, but yeah. it's it gets better. Um, and just the ways that she uses her hate is just... Fun to watch. Well, I, I think the most entertaining has actually been the newest stuff that comes out um, with the Ghoul Band yes. and Valentine's Day. Like. Because with Valentine's Day, for everybody else, uh, you have White Day and Valentine's Day. And basically, the girl makes chocolates and gives them to the people that she likes, you know, especially the guys she likes. She makes chocolates of hate. Yeah. Chocolates of hate, and then we... and then. And, and then some guys don't understand quite what those mean, what those chocolates really are, and... They totally misinterpret what's going on. It, it's good stuff. Um, there has been a season of the mon- manga animated that actually follows pretty faithfully as much as anime can. It really does. It really does. My, my only issue with the anime is actually the final episode, because the final episode really does end on a... And now I've had such a great adventure, and my adventure adventure will continue on in next season. And you're like, it's just like what? <laughs> like, wait a minute, where's the next season? Now this is what gets me, and I don't know if they've actually announced whether or not they're doing another skip beat season. They but better. I know the voice actress for Kyoko uh, was very upset when the season ended, and she said that they were more like more than likely going to do another. 
Whether this comes into fruition, I don't know. Well, it's one of those things where many anime that are based off manga are designed to get more people to read the manga. True. And like Kakaichi is another example where you know they made an anime, but the point that it wasn't really to become this new big thing with the anime. The anime was essentially an advertisement to get more people to read the manga. Because Skippy is a very many numerous long running. Volumes of manga. I think they're up to like thirty something, you know, you know, graphic novels. So this would it would take a very long time to animate all this, and it also might be one of those things where they're waiting for enough manga to occur. Rather than have to do terrible filler, right? Like, I mean, it's one of those things where you get with um, Initial D, Hajime no Ippo, where that where they they take breaks so they can have time to. To get enough material to keep going, and this might actually be having Skippy because you think about it, they they end in the middle at the beginning of the Dark Moon arc. Yes, yeah. it's true. And if they it had all well, the stuff, all stuff has happened. It, they're not stuff has happened to really make a new season. Well, you've got them in the middle of the Dark Moon arc. Then you've got um, you've got the ghoul aspects going on. And then her other acting parts uh, end up coming up. So I can kind of see where they don't quite have like, enough material. I think they have enough material for like half. They probably have enough for half a season. Like, I, I could see like the well. Valentine arc being the middle arc mm-hmm. of another season. And so they just need like another year's worth of the manga to come yeah. out before, before they can do any more. That's what would be my guess. Which I hope it's true because it really is just that fabulous. And it, it really is a great anime. And it's starting to become uh, slightly stressful on me because I'm like, when is it going to update? <laughs> and When's it, the next one? When's but, the next one? I mean, I'm sure you can find it on the fan subs, some out there. And I know that the thing, the manga is being scanlated, but it's also being released in America. Volume for Volume Viz is putting it out on yeah. their Shoujo Beat label. So I definitely recommend everyone go buy it because it is a good series. Now, of course. It is a long-running series, and we already have, like, over 15 volumes out in America. Yeah, we have at least 15 volumes out. Um, but it is definitely worth the read, and definitely worth the purchase. Skip beat. I'd have to go with a complete awesome. I mean, I haven't seen anything better than this in quite a while. I think we should skip awesome. Skip awesome? Straight to beat awesome? That's right. We're going to skip awesome, then we're going to beat it. I'm going to say this is the Watchmen of shoujo anime. 
Because much how like Watchmen inverted mm-hmm. the idea of superheroes, this really does invert the idea of shoujo manga. It shows you the darker side, but not like oh, it's so dark, and I'm a vampire, and maybe I sparkle. I don't know. But this actually shows you like the darker side of human emotions and the seedy underbelly of the showbiz you know, world. I don't, I don't know that it shows the seedy underbelly of the showbiz world. It is still pretty much like the romantic, idolized version that you would expect to see in a shoujo manga. To a point. What, what, it, what, it, what it does do is show, like, like you said, like the darker side of you know the bad side of living the sort of romance lifestyle, yeah. and you know at the same time you manage to get uh, the contrast between what's what people think and what's really happening. So it really is a nice mixture all together. Yes, I love Skippy. It's so great. So go read it, go watch it, and we are out. Bye. Folks and welcome. Edit that out, James. <laughs> He's never going to edit that out. What are shut you up! Shut about? up! He might use it as a bonus or something. He's not going to edit that out. Bonus content. <laughs> <laughs>